This is episode number 12 with Jennifer Baxavanes. Welcome to the Mindset Horizon podcast. My name is Tibor Nard, mindset and performance coach and the founder of Mindset Horizon. The mission of this weekly show is to reveal the disruptive mindset of purpose-driven entrepreneurs, high performers, visionaries, and change makers, so you can transform your mindset, realize your full potential, and execute on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's get started. Welcome back everyone to the Mindset Horizon podcast. Before introducing today's guest, let me guys tell you a little bit more about the Mindset Nation community, a Facebook group that I highly recommend you to join. In this community, you have the chance to get in touch with other like-minded listeners, the incredible guests on the show, and of course with me, the host himself. You can ask questions, give feedback, and engage in different conversations. On top of that, you will know everything about the most important freebies and takeaways and the latest news about brand new episodes. You can join this community by simply clicking on the link in the show notes or visiting our website, mindsethorizon.com. So let's dive into the introduction. My guest today is Jennifer Baxavanis, and in this episode, Jennifer shares her story of how she became an entrepreneur and how she transformed her corporate mindset into an entrepreneurial one. We go into details of how she cultivated this mindset and how it helped her business thrive. We talk about what it takes to get better at sales, how limiting beliefs are holding people back from selling their products or services with ease, and what to do about it. We also talk about how to gain your visibility and get better at online marketing. And so a couple of words about Jennifer. Jennifer is a teacher, trainer, consultant, and entrepreneur with boundless energy to create an extraordinary life for herself and for her clients and customers. Although she is originally from Texas, her roots are now scattered having cultivated work and life experiences across 10 countries. The process of learning and then teaching is the backbone of her life. She studied extensively, achieving a master's degree in education combined with a lifelong study of business success techniques, personal development and spirituality. After her early career in teaching, she realized she had an even greater passion for business and her skills in communication and education were a natural fit for a career in sales. She found success quickly in a global sales role for an international media holding company. She loved creating winner sales processes and closing big deals and realized how useful it was to combine those sales skills with her teaching skills. In 2009 in Dubai, she created the first brand for herself as a sales consultant and coach, which was the most suitable career at the time to allow her to share her skills and help other businesses grow. She's built her website, jenniferboxawanis.com, to share everything she has learned throughout her life as a sales consultant, whether it's technical sales methods or the most effective mindset to thrive. Nothing beats having the right tools that allow you to achieve your business goals. She helps both companies and individual freelancers who want to grow themselves or their businesses through upskilling. She strives to help them feel accomplished in both their personal and professional lives. Balance is key. She loves nothing more than to use and share her unique perspective based on logical and critical thinking mixed with instincts and intuition. This combination allows space for true inspiration and effortless manifestation. 
The results have been to create extraordinary results for both her and her clients. With this holistic approach, she's never short of new ideas and she loves working and living as a cheerleader, doing everything she can to inspire those around her to grow, connect, and expand. So without further ado, let's welcome today's guest. Hi, Jennifer, and welcome to the show. Hi, Tibor. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show. It is really a pleasure to have you here with me today. And as I mentioned in the introduction, you are a sales performance consultant, coach, a teacher, trainer, and an entrepreneur. And I want to go deeper into different topics that are really interesting, sales, business, and also spirituality, manifestation, and all these things. But before we do that, take us back and Tell us about your background and entrepreneurial journey, how you got to where you are today. Great. Um, Thank you, Tibor. So um, I am actually Greek-American, and I was born in Texas. And um, I've had my entire childhood and education in the United States. But um, even though I speak with an American accent, I have actually lived outside of the United States more years than I have lived inside of the United States. So... Mm. I've been 22 years um, already abroad and have lived and worked in nine different countries. Um, I guess the first country I lived in was in Spain, uh, and I was a teacher there. I was a teacher in some Catholic schools, and then later on I started to take the international uh, school route and teaching in um, Sudan. And then um, after that, I got my first sales job, which was really cool because I had to I had to learn sales very quickly. And mm-hmm. in that, I was working for a communication agency that was uh, very closely related to very big medias like New York Times and USA Today. And my job was to, oh. yeah, it was, it was, it was extreme. Um, I was sent to five different countries um, during that time in three years. And my job was to go behind the editorial team and get financing in the, in the form of advertising for the socioeconomic reports that they were producing. So um, the smallest contract that we could sign was $50,000. And um, we basically had to sign the contracts in uh, one hour. Those contracts, uh, that sales process and that those contracts were with very hard to reach people, prime ministers of countries, ministers of countries, CEOs of flagship companies. So it was a very, very deep uh, analysis and understanding of sales very quickly because when you only have one hour to close a deal with a very, very important person, you learn how to do it pretty quick. Um, after that experience, I kind of got tired and I, um, ended up living in London for a little while working for a publishing house. And then they transferred me to where I live now, which is Dubai, United Arab Emirates. And just to get into the entrepreneurial part, um, I was in Dubai during the global financial crisis. It hit about 2007 here. And um, by 2008, I no longer had a job. But not only did I not have a job, I was also without a country (laughs) because I had lived in so many countries. And um, 
my home country was sort of a foreign place for me. And it was quite undesirable because it was suffering the most from a global financial crisis. And then the country I had lived right before I had lived, I've lived in the United Arab Emirates, which was England was also suffering the global financial crisis. So I thought, you know what, I'm happy here in the Middle East. It's not ideal that I don't have a job, but I'm just going to start my own company. Mm -hmm. So that's where the entrepreneurial journey actually begins. And how did you um, figure out what to become or who to become as an entrepreneur? Like, how did you uh, how did you start your entrepreneurial journey after these experience? Well, that's a really good question because um, changing from an employee into entrepreneur is already really tough. And then I was kind of an entrepreneur that didn't even have a vision yet. So. I was an entrepreneur in the making that didn't have a vision yet. I believe a lot in mentorship. I believe a lot in modeling people who you would like to be yourself. And um, I have a I have a really good friend of mine. He's a man that's older than me, and he's from Texas. And he happened to be living in Abu Dhabi. And one day I went to him crying, and I said, "Gene, what do I do? You know, I'm here. I want to stay here. I." you know, I don't have a job. I can't, I'm applying for jobs. People are not taking me because of the crisis. What should I do? And he's like, Jennifer, you should start your own business. You have a lot of skills to be an entrepreneur. And I said, yeah, but what is my business going to be about? And I'll never forget this day as long as I lived. Um, he had a big whiteboard in his home office and he took out some black markers and gave me one marker and he took one marker and started asking me a lot of questions like, what does the UAE need? What is the time? Um, what, what skills do you have? And, um, what do you think you can do? And all of a sudden there was this big, you know, Tony Buzan kind of mind map that was, that was on this big whiteboard. And then he, because he's quite a visionary person, he connected a lot of dots. And he was like, this is really easy, Jennifer. You need to start a sales training company and outsource business development so you can help the companies that are not doing so well with sales during the crisis. And I, I just looked at him and I looked at the board and I was like, where exactly did you see that? And he's like, it's really easy. I just connected all this stuff together. And that actually became the basis of my, my entrepreneurial journey. And I literally mm -hmm. had a meeting the next hour after that where I was going to go and ask for a job for this engineering company as one of their business development people. And instead of asking for a job, one hour later, I, I, I drove back to Dubai, which is an hour away from Abu Dhabi. And I went straight into their office and I said, I'm not here for employment anymore. I would, I would like to present to you the new business concept I have. And um, if you want, I can help you and your company grow your sales. Now, Tibor, they didn't take my services, but the courage that I had to come up with during that one-hour drive wow. between Abu Dhabi and Dubai, that is really where my company was created, was in that drive between Abu Dhabi and Dubai, because it all happened in my head. And that's where everything begins, actually, is in your head. It sounds um, really, really amazing. And um, we are going to talk about this having an idea in my in the mind first but i want to go back a little and uh you mentioned these huge experiences uh international experiences for example so you were living in different countries uh how did it help you start your own business did you um you know cultivate the mindset that helped you to start your own business or what was 
the thing that you focused on when you were starting out as an entrepreneur or what difficulties did you overcome? What, what happened there? Um, I have to say in my experiences um, in, in, in different um, professions across those, uh, those, those years abroad, I didn't really gain a lot of entrepreneurial entrepreneurial like tools. However, um, I did come from an entrepreneurial family and my family, uh, doesn't have this concept of, I mean, we never, my sister and I, we never grew up with a family that complained about their boss or complained about their salary or complained about any of these things. They just kind of made it happen. Um, it's a real estate investment company that my both of my parents run. Uh, there was no sense of hours in our house. There was no nine to five. If my father on Christmas day had to get up and go help one of the rental properties with their heater, no one complained because it was just, we did what had to be done sort of uh, mentality in our house. So even though um, that didn't necessarily capacitate me to become an entrepreneur. I already understood that the mindset of an entrepreneur doesn't really have hours. There's no like nine to five in an entrepreneurial brain. Um, but having said that, that would not be enough. I was going to have to gain some skills. Um, my education was not a business education and I had my master's in education and administration, but I didn't really know about a profit and loss sheet. I didn't know about marketing. I just kind of knew about sales and education. Hence, combining those two together, I kind of made this sales training, sales consulting uh, business. So what I really relied on was, um, number one, modeling other entrepreneurs and creating mentor-mentee relationships. So I went and joined lots of different networking groups, uh, networking groups that I felt were a little intimidating were way over my head, but I went in there and I made friends and I made friends with people who were already running their own businesses and were a few steps ahead of me. And if I could cultivate a relationship with them where they were willing to help me, you know, over a cup of coffee, they didn't have to necessarily do anything more than just talk to me Then I would take that information and apply it immediately. So that was definitely a huge stepping stone um, that I found really helped me. Uh, secondly, was really diving into business books and figuring out not so much what I needed to do in delivering my services of sales training, because that much I kind of invented myself, but how to run a business. Like, how can I increase my visibility? How can I... Um, how can I have channel partners also help me? And I did, I read a lot of books. Um, and should I give the examples of the books that I read? Yeah, yeah, sure. Definitely. Um, definitely. Tim Ferriss's books, you know, like four hour work week. Um, also the, the profitable consultant by Jay Niblick, those, the, the lean startup by Eric Rice. Um, those are Reese, I think you say, um, those books really helped orientate me. So between actually learning from people who are entrepreneurial and learning from books, uh, and keeping my eyes open, I, I just formed my business sense. Yeah, that is uh, so important that you are talking about right now. And I just wanted to uh, recap it and emphasize it for the listeners because um, you mentioned mindset, for example. Mm. 
So there's a different kind of mindset when someone is working in a corporate environment uh, or uh, when someone is an entrepreneur. So mindset is mainly, um, I would say, very much connected to the world of personal development. So mindset is belief systems, your values, maybe your identity. Your identity is is very um, is a strong uh, sense, a feeling of who you are, right? So if I believe that I am an architect, um, so as an example, I was working as an architect, right? And I was in this transitioning phase from the architecture to personal development, to coaching. And, you know, on the level of identity, there needs to be a transformation in order for you to believe that you are this person who uh, is able to do this and that. Just say an example, uh, you are the person who is able to, to start a business in this field or whatever. So mindset and identity is a really important part of uh, becoming an entrepreneur, I would say. Like this is the personal development part. And skills are also very, very important, like strategies, skills, capabilities. But with skills only, I think it's not possible to become a founder, entrepreneur, because you have to become that person as well, which is very much personal development, coaching, and all these things. So, for example, you got into or telling about visualization when you were driving and your business was born. I think everything happens in the mind first, which is, you know, very much uh, connected. Yeah, an idea and your identity also. So if you want to become a person, uh, somebody in the future, maybe an entrepreneur, business owner, it happens in the mind first. So visualization can help you transform your identity. This is what I'm trying to say. Um, and, you know, I just wanted to get back a little uh, to mindset uh, through your experience. What was your experience when you started your own business? Uh, what kind of mindset did you have uh, in the corporate environment? And what what type of mindset you needed to cultivate when becoming this entrepreneur? And Tibor, you've said it so well. There is a huge mindset change. And I would have to say that mine has come in three stages. And I think when I was an employee, Mm -hmm. I found my work to be quite invigorating and fun. And I would not say that while I was doing it, but I was basically helping my employer's dreams come true. And I was helping my employer's success become a reality. And I don't think I I had a lot of thought about that. I think I just thought about salaries. I thought, are the, is the activities I'm doing giving me fulfillment? And if it was, I would obviously stay. And if it wasn't, I would look for something else or actually in my case, something else would just kind of come my way. Mm -hmm. So When I entered into entrepreneurship, I took a lot of ownership of what I was doing because it was no longer looking for the employer's success and looking for the employer's dream to come true. And so my first mind shift, my my first mindset shift happened when I first started my business. And I would say I took a very Abraham Hicks approach where I would use visualization for my success and I would 
write down all the things that I was always grateful for when I would have successes. And, um, and I, and I started to empower myself with this identity of being a successful business person, but, and, and, and I, and I would encourage, you know, that kind of mindset to happen and it will happen naturally if you become an entrepreneur, but where the real growth was for me was in this third, the second, um, mindset a change. And it really, really happened when I joined this. Um, I, I, I needed to transform my business online. I saw everyone else was doing it. I saw it was making me, it was going to help me become um, scale a lot more. And I joined an online community, which helped also train me on online marketing and visibility and everything that was about being online from building websites to becoming an affiliate marketer, anything I wanted to do. And it really transformed my life because the founders of this um, education program are also, I wouldn't say the word spiritual, but they're very concerned about um, everyone growing in the same way. Mm -hmm. So the, that second shift was, no longer looking for my success, but now, and I, I know it sounds so silly when I say it right now, I almost laugh like, Jennifer, are you kidding me? It took you this long to figure this out. Like it's kind of like a, like a duh moment. Now what I visualize is I do visualize my success, but I also visualize my client's success. And because I'm a sales trainer and I help my clients sell their things mm -hmm. to their potential clients. I even take it as far as to visualize my client's client success. And I, I really do it. And I also actually kind of very subtly take this into the clients I work with. I I mean, if I could have it my way, everybody would be sitting at Indian style in the, in the, in the boardroom in their business suits, and we would be visualizing it together. Mm -hmm. But because my clients don't directly pay me to do that, I do it in a very subtle way. Um, I help them with customer centric sales. I help them see that we are going to go in and not take anybody's money that, you know, that, that the, my clients and their potential clients are going to have a mutually beneficial relationship. So I just kind of keep it in a business sense, but that was truly a big shift for me. And, and just to give you an antithesis story, I had met this gentleman who was also an entrepreneur here in Dubai and he was new in Dubai. And, um, he had asked me if I could help him out by taking to some networking events. And I, I sat with him and we had lunch one day and I said, just tell me a little bit about what you do. And everything he told me was about money, mm. about, I want to find the best clients. I want them. To, and I said, for what? Cause I need them to pay me. I need to go for the highest, you know, uh, paying clients. And it had nothing to do about their success. And it really upset me. Mm. And I realized at that point that I had made a big change. So it's not only about my success, but it's about my client's success and their client's success and their company's success and their employees' success. It's about everybody growing from a business. Yeah. From a business. Yeah. Well, was it, uh, was it the third shift, actually, this, this kind of stakeholders visualization? Or was it in this uh, phase two? I definitely in, in, in phase three. Yeah. Phase three... And, you know, what coincided with that was, I'm not sure if you've heard about this personal development um, entity that exists, is the Landmark Forum. The Landmark Forum is a, um, 
nonprofit entity that exists globally and what they what they stand for is living the life through possibility mm-hmm. you know and possibility doesn't have to be just about money it can be about growth all around wow it is so important actually mindset horizon is all about uh the possibilities and the mindset of possibilities so i with this conversation i actually want to help people to to open up for for different kind of possibilities uh, that's why it is really important that we are sharing stories as well uh, not just wisdom and knowledge you know uh, and i just got this feedback that people were actually very much enjoying the the stories uh the guests yes. had and i think it's very very important and this is how i gained um in the last couple of years i listen to podcasts i listen to stories and i think it's really important as you mentioned networking and being around uh those people and hearing the stories of those people it is really important because then you basically find role models that you can follow or or yeah it's 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 uh it's very very useful and i wanted to uh, get back to this um visualization when you visualize uh your clients and the clients clients <laughs> and all these stakeholders and actually it is something that i learned in coaching right uh, i um, did the coach training program ericsson international which is a uh, an institution in canada and you know there's an exercise which is called the stakeholders exercise when you when you are not just visualizing your own goal right you have a vision this is my vision but who else is impacted by that vision and this is when you are moving towards purpose because it's not just about you this vision but it's about the people you are actually impacting with this vision and so when you are using this method kind of visualization how does it actually look like do you do, do you do this during meditation while lying in the bed or how do you, how do you do this if listeners want to know more about this I always find that um some people are want to use their hands, some people want to use their eyes. So um my recommendation is always to maybe start out sitting up because I find sometimes when I lay down mm-hmm. I might just kind of doze off. Is sit up and do whatever technique that you can to clear your mind. Now, if you're an ex- if you're an experiment experienced meditator that would like do some meditation for the amount of time that that you feel comfortable with, so your mind doesn't do the monkey brain thing. Um, if you're a person that maybe needs something more kinesthetic to do some yoga, or just if you're not any of those things, just take you know maybe ten really deep breaths and follow the breaths with your internal eye, and then um, at that point. Uh, my recommendation would be to either take out a, a journal or a piece of paper that can be dedicated for this exercise and just start to write down what your success looks like and then what your clients' successes look like and what their employees' success looks like and um, just kind of take it all the way down the value chain or to use it as a visualization um So in my in my exact experience what I would visualize because I do sales training is I would visualize myself in front of some of my clients doing a sales training and I would see them happy I would see them nodding 
And I would see them, yeah, we, we get what you're saying, Jennifer, some sort of acknowledgement, uh, some sort of visual acknowledgement. And then in my head, I would visualize them going out and doing their sales meetings with their potential clients and shaking hands, mm-hmm. handing over contracts, signing contracts with smiles. And then I would visualize um, my clients that took the sales training actually doing the implementation of whatever they sold, if that's giving them a product or, you know, doing some sort of service is, you know, watching them actually do the implementation that they've signed the contract on and, you know, both parties being very, very happy. And then um, kind of have a visualization of money pouring in on me as a waterfall money pouring in on my clients because they've signed more deals money or success uh, pouring in the companies of, 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 of their buyers and those kind of things I would visualize. I would have a smile on my face while I'm visualizing it. I would try to feel it in my body as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it's, being taken to a to a written exercise is just to be writing down those things that 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 are happening and that that are a possibility of happening mm-hmm. and having a good feeling while you're writing them. Yeah, wow, it is it is really really important. And as you said, just to feel it because I also do some visualization uh, practices. And first thing what I do is I try to observe the situation from an outer point of view. And then I step yes. into my my body, so to speak. And when you step into that, you start to feel the situation, as you mentioned, shaking hands, smiling, whatever it is. So it's I use different point of views. I learned it in coaching because you know in coaching we use these visualization techniques a lot. Um, and yeah, it, it's I think it's really powerful. Um, I know that you want to use these techniques in your business uh, with your clients. Yes. Um, would you tell us a little bit more about your business uh, if you do these techniques there or not? So first of all, your focus areas, um, focus target groups, and your current business that you do right now. So right now what I'm doing is I'm I'm basically a sales coach and um I am based in the United Arab Emirates. So my main focus is on businesses here that have B2B sales um, because I help with, I help their sales teams increase their sales or increase their conversion rates by coming in and seeing exactly what's going on with the sales team, exactly figuring out where the areas of improvement are. And then I basically build some new sales processes or um, make a list of skills that are missing and then create some training programs around that. And sometimes those can transfer into like um, sales toolkits and slide decks. Um, I did know, I did realize that, uh, you know, me just being by myself and going from client to client is a very slow process. Uh, I realized that I needed to go online very quickly, but I didn't know how. I didn't know how to increase my visibility. I didn't know how to actually find a way to service my clients online. I wasn't sure how to do that. So I joined this, um, this educational community, which has trained me, um, live training and module training. And plus I have, uh, connections with a a whole bunch of people that are in my position. So there's a lot of like mentor mentee relationships going on. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
I started to take my business online. I built my own um, personal brand website, which is called jenniferboxavanas.com. And there I offer um, a free masterclass and strategy sessions with me. So at this point, um, right now, it does include me in the sense that um, I do do the strategy sessions. However, the online advertising can help me hit a whole bunch of birds with one stone, you know, and, and target who my customer base is. Mm-hmm. Now, another um, business that I'm starting, I just started it about a month ago here in the UAE, um, is a sales recruitment business. So a business, my business partner and I, we are... We've just seed funded and we're building a minimal viable product of a technology that's going to be only dedicated to recruiting salespeople, mainly in the B2B, B2C uh, uh, genre of people. So it's, I mean, this is kind of a funny way of saying it, but it's going to be like a Tinder for salespeople. So yeah, like a business. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a business that is interested in, in adding on um, a salesperson, a business development person, or a sales manager on their team, they can use our portal in order to, you know, kind of filter and select and shortlist mm-hmm. and then interview um, some candidates that are specifically for sales. Because what we found is here, there's a very high turnover for salespeople and sales recruitment is very special because you are really, uh, not only, uh, recruiting for sales skills, but you're, you're also recruiting for interpersonal skills, for energy and all of these different things, which is really different because your salespeople become the ambassadors of your company to your potential market. So we found that it has a little bit of some intricacies that we would like to help the market with. So that's kind of in a nutshell what I'm doing. It's all about sales. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. You know, I haven't mentioned it yet, but I used to work in sales. I was a sales support engineer, so to speak. So that's okay. why I actually, <laughs> that's why I actually left that area because, uh, or that field, because it was just too technical and too, too much sales for me, but you know, it wasn't that uh, hardcore sales, I would say. So it was mainly um, supporting the sales um, representatives in the country and, and and things like that. So I was mainly in the technical uh, engineering, um, you know, back, uh, how do you say it? Um, yeah. Like pre-sales Background or back support. office? Yeah, yeah, back Background office support. sales. Yeah, yeah, back office sales. Yeah, exactly. So I have some experience with sales, but you know, I didn't, I have never gotten any kind of big sales training, so to speak. So I'm really mm-hmm. uh, curious about this topic. We could go uh, deeper into that, but I wanted to get back to your um, website, uh, jenniferboxawanis.com. There you have, as far as I know, different target groups. Uh, who are these people? Exactly. So um, I guess the main... I mean, the main target group is is to help uh, companies that have B2B sales increase their sales. So the sectors, I, I seem to gravitate towards the same um, sectors, which is technical, engineering, technology mm-hmm. companies, uh, me- media companies, and business services. It seems that I just keep on gravitating around um, those specific sectors. However, 
what I'm mainly doing is I'm taking the sales team and helping them become more customer centric. And that, that is really the mindset that, so it is applicable to almost any sales team. It's not about going and pushing your product or service to your potential customer, but really finding out and using a sales process, which is customer centric to find out their needs, find out their challenges, find out their goals and position your service or product as a solution or a, solving a, pro- a problem or as a way to get you to get their potential customer closer to some of their business goals. Mm-hmm. So it can be applicable in, in, in almost any B2B service. Um, but I seem to gravitate in the same, the same sectors. Mm. And what about solopreneurs? Like, do you help? Uh, oh, yeah. How to say one one person professionals, for example? Yeah, absolutely. Um, now with the online business, it's a lot easier because I I cannot charge a solopreneur or an independent professional the same thing as I charge corporations. Why? Because I know they don't have the same resources. How do I know that? Because I'm basically one myself. So for mm-hmm. me to be able to use the online channel. Um, and that means that a solopreneur can go onto my website and they can get a free masterclass and they can kind of evaluate themselves in, in reference to that masterclass and say, wait a minute, Jennifer's given all this information on her webinar. Do I subscribe to this kind of, uh, methodology? Do I want to learn it? Do I know anything about this? And then when they set up their first strategy session with me, which is free of charge, that's the kind of things we talk about. Like, Mm you know, where do you think that your, your areas of improvement are? What are you struggling with? Are you struggling with lead generation? Are you struggling with closing, um, closing on a sales meeting? Are you struggling with how to write proposals? So with the solopreneurs, I can use zoom, I can use online platforms in order to help them. So I don't have to get in my car. I don't have to go anywhere. I don't, if someone's late, it's okay. I'm, you know, sitting in my home office. So the Mm -hmm. solopreneurs, um, it's, the the subject is the same is helping them become more customer centric but it's very very tailored extremely tailored like i look at the emails that they're writing i help them you know build some templates for everything from calls to emails to proposals to presentations and all under the intention of becoming more customer centric well um and you know we were talking about sales and i was wondering when it comes to sales and if we take these solopreneurs into consideration and we want to talk about sales and sales mindset, cultivating a sales mindset and beliefs around sales. For example, I remember when I was working, as I mentioned, in this uh, technical back office as a sales support engineer, one of my colleagues actually mentioned that uh, and said it all the time that he was not really a salesperson and um, naturally he's, he was not a salesperson. And he kept telling this, right, as a, as a limiting belief, I thought to myself. And in my case, I was always like, but when I, as I said, I didn't get too many uh, <laughs> sales trainings, but I was always like, it's um, about or between two person or it's about people. And somehow on a personal level, like I, on a human being level, if I can talk to this person, it is a way to get better in sales. So what are those um, principles around sales or beliefs around sales that you 
might have experience with clients, uh, limiting beliefs maybe that are holding them back and how to overcome these? Such a good question. I want to first off saying that, and this might sound a little bit cliche, that you know it really is no longer B2B or B2C. It's H to H. It's human to human. And exactly what you said, it's a person talking to a person. Of course, they're representing companies. Of course, they're representing unique circumstances on the buyer's side and on the seller's side. So potential solutions to help with the unique circumstances. But it is a person talking to a person. Yeah, such a good feedback or uh, <laughs> for my because the thing that I mentioned, human to human conversation, that was just um, uh, that was just actually really one of my intuitive feelings uh, back then because as I mentioned, I didn't get any huge hardcore sales training, but it was just like my belief at that time, you know, and I haven't questioned that belief, but I was like, if I'm good at talking to people and on a human level, you know. It's gonna help me. I didn't know how, but it's gonna help me to to support uh, the selling of the products or whatever. Yeah, and 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 then after you realize it's a human to human conversation, it, the next step is, and and you really nailed it in the head with the um, with the question is, what is it that's holding me back in this conversation? And I think that there are you know a few things. Number one just as you said, as an independent professional, as a solopreneur, the first thing is, is that you are experts in the services that you provide. So maybe you didn't have any specific sales training. And and, and with the solopreneurs I'm working with right now, they told me, "I, I know what I'm doing. I just don't know how to offer it to my potential customers. So there's a lack of training in sales. You know, it's not something that we learn in, 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 in the institutions that, that, we, that we get educated in. And then um, secondly is the very old-fashioned selling techniques. And when I sit in front of a group of, uh, of new salespeople or solopreneurs that don't have official sales experience, I ask them, what is your feeling or what is your opinion of salespeople? And they tell me, we can't stand them. They're sleazy. They're liars. They're going to cheat us. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I am being paid to sit in, to stand in front of these people and help them learn sales and every single cell and their cell and that's S-E-C-E-L-L and their body is saying, I don't want to be this person. So the first thing Mm -hmm. I have to tackle is there is another way. You do not have to be that sleazy lying salesperson that you have in your head. What would it, what would it take for me to show you a different methodology? Of course, that's going to be the customer, customer centric methodology, but would you be willing Mm -hmm. to learn if I show you a way where you don't have to lie, you don't have to cheat, you don't have to be sleazy. And until I've got everyone in that room to say yes, I can't move on because otherwise they're going to be basically smiling at me, but not really taking in any information I'm saying because they don't want to become mm. what they believe is a salesperson. So it, it really is about overcoming those beliefs of you don't have to be that guy. You can make a difference. Yeah, it is so true. Uh, as I mentioned, this colleague, like he had some beliefs. And when it comes to topics, for example, sales, leadership, people have some kind of 
a belief or beliefs around these topics that they reinforce them themselves based on something in the past, but they are not really aware of what or might not be aware. And, you know, these beliefs are really driving their behaviors, right? And yeah, it is so important and so great that you are uh, talking about this. And how do you help them? Like, first of all, as you mentioned, I think this is the awareness around those beliefs. So the question that you asked was really powerful. Like, what is your opinion uh, of salesperson, right? And then this is the awareness that I get aware around my beliefs uh, about this topic. And then you mentioned, for example, customer-centric methodology. What is it actually? So this is something... um that especially when I'm working one-to-one on, you know, sales, uh, business development managers that need individual coaching or with the solopreneurs is really breaking down per customer segment. What is it that your customers biggest challenges, what are your assumptions on your customers biggest challenges and biggest goals when it comes regarding the, the area of your solutions, you know? Um, and, and, and so we, we really sit down and create what's called an ideal customer profile and customer avatars. And we don't, we do it in order to identify ourselves better with the people who we're going to see, but not with the view of, I'm going to go there and present my capabilities so I can make a sale with the view of, look, I, I come to understand that someone like you or someone like in your company could be having some of these challenges or could be wanting to go towards some of these goals. Can we talk about them? Can we verify them? Can we understand them? And just see if my solutions can be a fit. And always looking for a conversation that can lead to, yes, there's a fit or no, there's a fit and no pushiness. So that, that's really becoming customer-centric, is making the customer and the customer's unique circumstances the centerpiece of the conversation. And we do that mm-hmm. through preparing for the sales meetings ahead of time, preparing these things like the ideal customer profiles and the customer avatars, and then actually running the sales meeting in a way that's not about you know, dumping your product on, 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 on your potential buyer. And then no pushy closing. I use the word close because I have to, because people don't know what I'm talking about, but it's just securing a next step if there is one. So no pushiness. Yeah. Wow. And I know that when it comes to these solopreneurs, you support coaches, therapists, consultants. Um, Do you have some kind of uh, tip or tips for them to, present themselves online or sell their services online, some tricks, tips? Do you have something in mind? Yes, absolutely. Um, as I mentioned to you, I've, I've gone from my sales consulting business of face-to-face, realizing that the best and the easiest way for me to scale would be to use an online presence. So um, I do kind of dab into that I kind of, yeah, dab into that a little bit when I'm talking to some of the solopreneurs that I work with and independent professionals. But the first tips would be if you can find um, 
a way to educate yourself and not like piecemealing it through a couple of YouTube videos. Educate yourself about online marketing and what are the principles of online marketing and online sales. Um, and and that, that's what I did. And, and I can, I have actually a website that I've built around that that I can share with you, um, which is liveityourway.org. And that's the online community that, I, that I've used. However, it's, it's not the only one. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, is creating um, a website that is really focused on your customer. So of course, it's going to be about your services. It's going to be about your products, but it's going to be about how can I help you? Because that's what people, people mm-hmm. are going to the internet for solutions, they're not going there. I don't think that anyone is finding me on the internet by writing sales training in Dubai. No, they're not writing that. They're writing, how can I close a deal? <laughs> how can I get more clients in Dubai? And that's how they're landing yeah. on my websites. Um, yeah, totally. The second thing is, is um, really the mindset on online marketing and online sales is about providing value for your target markets. So kind of like that mindset change of not going in and just trying to sell your services and get a contract is actually really helping, helping your potential customer. Um, it's the same aspect on online presence. However, there's not a dialogue. It's just basically you putting out, uh, information or ideas or content for, um, for your potential customers to take as education, as inspiration, as motivation. And so my recommendation would be, you know, if, if you have the capacity to start to write articles or even write ideas for articles and outsource the writing to somebody else, um, somebody on, you know, there's lots of sites like Fiverr and Upwork.com. Someone else can write your articles for, you know, yeah. a few, a few, you know, a few dollars, a few bucks, let's say. And then, and then you creating a, a, an email list on MailChimp or Aweber and decimating that information. People are going to notice you because you're not asking for anything. You're saying, Hey, and, and what, 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 what should the content be about? Well, it should be about the everyday problems that you're discussing with the people that you're working with, you know? And, and one thing that I learned is I give away all of my sales techniques all of my sales information, all of my sales methodology methodology out for free. You want to know why? Because if someone is going to take my blog article, one of my potential clients is going to take my blog article and be like, wow, I've got all this great information. I'm going to go train my sales team. I wish them the best of luck <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, that article is just a, a small snapshot of what I do, but I give it all away because that's what I'm, that's what I'm in the game for. I'm in the game there to help. I'm in the game there to give some value. And if writing articles is daunting, which it is, it is a big endeavor. It's just, you know, open up a social media account on Instagram, on Facebook, and, and put up some inspirational quotes, put some pictures of yourself helping others and gain a little bit of leverage and momentum by showing people what you're doing. And, and, and that way. So the online, the visibility, uh, I mean, it is, it's, it's crucial in scaling. It's crucial. And then of course, the more advanced techniques are to, you know, put some sort of lead magnet or put some, some sort of valuable information that someone can get off of your website by giving them you, their email. I mean, and more advanced technique is obviously driving some traffic to your website. And you can do that through, um, a digital agency maybe in your area, or even outsource that on Upwork on Fiverr. 
And that would be, I mean, that's, those were a lot of tips. Um, that would be the way I would start it, but just start with a good website. That's not talking all about you is talking about how you can help your potential uh, customers. Yeah. Uh, such great topics. Actually, I had a conversation yesterday with another coach and uh, she doesn't have a website and she was thinking about, she, she's not sure if, if she uh, should have a website or not. What's the purpose of the website? And you were talking the you were uh, saying that um, it should all about how you can help people, which is a great tip uh, for someone like uh, that person. And yeah, it's online presence. It's a question. Do I want to have an online presence or or I don't want to have, right? And, and also, Tibor, I mean, if you have an online presence that is what, what they call, quote, unquote, a brochure website, it doesn't really help you. It, it doesn't because it's just a brochure. If you drive traffic to it, what is the user supposed to do? If there's nowhere to put in an email or no way, you know, they, maybe they can contact you. Then having an online presence with a brochure website is not really serving you. But having a more dynamic uh, website, which is what you can learn to do yourself, which is what I did in my case, or you can pay someone else to do, um, can really help you get noticed. You, you, you increase your visibility and help scale you. That's, that's really true. And um, in another conversation before we uh, started the recording, actually, we were talking about this. Uh, I think you have mentioned that the audience... Uh, should know you, like you, and trust you. Like this is really important in the online world and presence. Let's say if someone just focuses on the online world and wants to attract uh, clients, or my question sometimes is, how do I help people to to know me, to to like me, and trust me? Um, uh, online. Yeah, online. So you know, in in person, it's different because in person you have a conversation with someone. People can get to know you more easily, so to speak, in a in a personal conversation. But how do you do this online, right? Uh, with a written content, uh, it's difficult. Is it a video? And is it a podcast? It is a fantastic question because I struggled with this because in sales. I have the two-way, I have the dialogue. Mm -hmm. I have the ability to adapt to the person who I am looking at, I'm listening to, and I can make adaptations very quickly. I can become very analytical very quickly. I can become very charming very quickly because I'm trying to adapt myself to the person in front of me. Yeah. Now that is, I mean, the question you ask is really the thing I struggled with the most when I started my online marketing classes, because what I realized is I am talking to an audience that I don't even know. I don't even know who they are. I don't know who is looking at my YouTube videos. I don't know who's coming to my Facebook. I, I mean, especially my Facebook business page as Instagram, I mean, completely blind because there could be a lot of people looking at my stuff if they're not liking it. I don't really know. And I've had it time and time again. Um, I've gone out. I see an acquaintance of mine, Jennifer, I loved the video you did in the whole Ponopono. And I said, I didn't see you like it. Yeah. No, but I love it. Like it, please. Do me a favor. So, um, yeah. to get to your to get to your question, to know you, like you, and trust you is, um, you know, one thing I would I would recommend is 
number one, start with that customer avatar and just sit down and be like, who are the people I want to look at my social media or at my website? What kind of categories would I put them in? And um, since we're talking about businesses here, it would be the different customer segments. You know, mm-hmm. I want to attract solopreneurs. I have a specific message for them. I want to attract very big technology companies. I have a different message for them. It's all about sales. It's all about my services, but my approach is going to be different. So number one, I would say, identify who your target market is, take out a piece of paper, fold it up a couple of times and make a list. What challenges are they overcoming? What challenges are they trying to overcome? What are the goals that they're trying to reach? Mm -hmm. And where are they hanging out online? That is a really big question. Are they hanging out on YouTube asking how-to videos? Are they hanging out in Instagram for some inspiration? Are they hanging out on Facebook? And really take a brainstorm on each one of these types of customers. And then from there, I would start, what kind of content could I create? And I would, I would switch it between inspirational, educational, and promotional because I have been on Instagram and I have seen a specific coaching entity here that every single thing they put up is about buying their things. Mm -hmm. And I find it to be extremely annoying. You know, tell me, tell me, tell me, give me some insight about what coaching is. It's, it's a, it's a coaching Academy here. Give me some insight on how coaching can help my business succeed. Give me some insight. Show me some success stories of some other people who become coaches through your Academy and, and, and what they've gained from it. And then on the fifth time that you contact me or the fifth time I look at your Instagram feed, tell me that you're having a promotion on becoming a, a coach, but you know, we have to entertain and educate our potential markets. And that is what makes them like us and trust us. Mm-hmm. Those, that type of content that's geared specifically for them. Yeah. Uh, that's really, really, really important. Like uh, inspire, educate. Um, yeah. And just give some value for free, build that audience. Yeah. And then, you know, um, yeah, really great. I think uh, this is a lot of value for the listeners and for me as well. And I think we could go on for hours with this. <laughs> sure. it's, a, it's a huge topic. Uh, but we are, um, yeah, just coming to the end of this episode. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, um, you mentioned that on your website, for example, you have uh, a free masterclass. Could you tell us a little bit more about this? And you have something uh, code stories from the top, maybe some words about these, uh, free giveaways, um, free bit. Yeah, sure. Um, I have, yeah, I have a few things, um, at jenniferboxsavannas.com. You can subscribe there for my blog. Um, my blog is a very, very specifically geared towards sales and sales methodology. So in my blog, I give away all of the stuff that I teach to my clients that pay a lot of money for everything from sales management on helping, you know, build KPIs for your teams to how to write a really, you know, perfect proposal. I think the last one I came out was like five actions to enter a big company and and navigate to get to the decision makers. Um, Sales methodologies, sales tips, um, ways to impress. That's all there. So it's all about it's that's that, that blog is specifically and they're written blogs. And I also do um, 
introductions videos on them on Facebook as well as YouTube, but they're attached to the blogs. So you can find their sales tips for um, sale, people who are in sales, and you can find sales tips for sales managers to help them better manage their sales teams. Mm-hmm. Then I started a new blog series, and that's along that kind of genre of inspiri- inspiring so um, I basically have like between a five to 10 minute um, video where I talk to some of the superstar um, sales managers or CEOs that, that are actually in um, my group of business people here. And um, they give a sales tip of how the stories from the top is basically them sharing a sales tip on how mm-hmm. they have become successful. Of course, they could share many sales tips, but I asked them to just to choose one that anyone who is in sales can actually read that sales tip or they can watch the YouTube video or they can read the entire transcript and try it the next day and mm-hmm. say, okay, this is something that this successful salesperson's done. So it's a real transfer of knowledge between the successful sales gurus to my audience who are, you know, everything from inexperienced to experienced salespeople. Um, and then the next thing on their website, um, jenniferboxvans.com is a free masterclass. So you can sign up and I have, um, a live webinar and then sometimes a pre-recorded webinar, depending on what time it is during the day where I am, um, actually sharing my copyrighted sales methodology on, how to approach a sales meeting or how to approach a sales conversation with one of your potential clients. And it goes through my yeah, copyrighted S A L E S, which spells sales methodology. And then at the end of that masterclass, there is an invitation for you to come to my calendar and actually book a free strategy session with me. That free strategy session can be about you know a specific problem you have. It could be an inquiry about you maybe wanting to take um, a little bit deeper deeper look at what some of your sales problems are in some sales coaching. So it's just forty five minutes with me, and, um, and and we work on whatever you want to work with. Um, the next website is liveityourway.org, and that's a completely different website. And that's really me just introducing the online education that I've received for online marketing and online sales and the online community. And if you put your email in there, um, you can actually receive some educational videos on what online marketing can do for you and your business through my mentors who are Stuart and Jay. So they've created those videos and I've kind of given them away for free. Wow. It sounds amazing. And uh, I'm sure they are very, very valuable. Um, And my last question would be, where do you see yourself and your business in 10 years time if you have to come up with a vision? Um, So I I guess with my businesses, um, in 10 years time, I see myself being able to integrate a little bit more my energy practices, my manifestation practices, my meditation practices with my clients. Um, as I said, not sitting in the boardroom Indian style, because I don't think anyone's going to do that. Um, but just for me to be able, just like at this conversation has really mixed in mindsets, spirituality, as well as business all in the same way, because I mean, I, I really couldn't succeed in my business if I hadn't changed my mindset. What allowed me to change my mindset? Well, some experiences in spirituality that have really opened me up and made me realize it's not all about me. 
It's about everybody and we're all connected. We're all one. So just being able to integrate more um, of those things together in its more subtle or less subtle ways. And then I see myself really um, with the agility to be able to live whatever, wherever I want and to be able to keep on running my business. So that means not be so geographically bound to Dubai, even though I love Dubai and it's, it's, it's been a great experience for me is for me to run my business almost, you know, 90% online. And for those clients that need me to come face to face with them or their sales teams or their groups, um, that that just to be a premium, and as everything is about manifestation, I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I just want to be able to help as best I can online and also have the availability to travel and help those who need me face-to-face and scale in that way. Wow. Beautiful. I can feel it. Uh, thank you so much for sharing this and I wish you good luck with all these aspirations and thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, Tibor. It's been a pleasure to have this interview with you. Thank you. What is up, Mindset Nation? Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope this episode's been highly valuable to you. And if so, please make sure to spread the word and share this episode with your friends. We are on a mission to build this community of Mindset Nation. So please make sure to go to iTunes, go to Stitcher and support us by rating and reviewing the show. And don't forget to subscribe as well. For more information about Mindset Horizon, simply visit our website MindsetHorizon.com and sign up to our weekly newsletter to get the latest information about new episodes, Mindset Transforming freebies, tips and insights. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Leave us a message. We'd love to get in touch with you and hear more about you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and be limitless, my friends. (laughs) 